Are you looking for new books to read? Do you like finding a new special author? Are you tired of the same old books from the same old authors? Well then, welcome to Discovered Wordsmiths, a podcast where you can hear from fantastic new authors. Join Steven Schneider as he finds and talks to authors you may not know, but authors that have worked hard to write great new books. Hear about their book and why you should check it out. So sit back and listen to today's Discovered Wordsmith. Hello, welcome to episode 112 of Discovered Wordsmiths. This is an interesting and exciting interview today. I'm talking to Thorsten Nash. We talk about his book, Groller, which is a polar bear, grizzly bear combined, and it's a story set up north of me uh, in Canada, which is where he lives. But uh, this is really interesting for everybody because originally Thorsten's German and speaks German, but moved to Canada with his wife and kids and learned English and writes in English. And we talk a bit about that in his book. And uh, it's just an interesting conversation because I haven't had a chance to talk to somebody about other languages as much as this, even though there have been quite a few on that do speak other languages. German's the first time, I believe. So it's a really great discussion. The book sounds really interesting, set in an area that is exciting uh, up in Canada with uh, this giant grizzly attacking people. So sit back uh, and enjoy. Thorsten, good afternoon. Welcome to Discovered Wordsmiths. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You mentioned it's a nice day where you are. Where, oh, where you live? Oh, yeah. I'm in Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada. Okay. And yeah, so far we didn't have a, a lot of great days where you could be actually outside. So I would reduce it to three or four <laughs> comfortably. Right. So I did some garden work today. Nice. Yeah. I live in Ohio, right below Lake Erie, and we've had freezing weather in the morning, like 27 when I woke up and then 67 when I took the dog out a little bit ago. Before we talk about your book, tell us a little bit about you, what you like to do, your hobbies and other things about you that you care to share. Okay. I, I just start rambling on and you just do the timeout or something. <laughs> we like that around here. So obviously uh, I'm an author, I'm a novelist and as you probably hear in the audience, it's my second language I'm operating in right now. I'm a published, traditionally published author in Germany. And my books are read in schools between Denmark and Italy. One is a mandatory read in one province nice. uh, in Germany for the next two years in German language art. In English, it is 1984. So that's quite an honor from there. And I publish, I still self-publish, for example, and hybrid, that's what be the name. and. So I'm coming from a storyteller side, and if I'm not writing poems or short stories or novels, I like to write songs. I'm a singer-songwriter for a hobby. I really just pleasure, I don't know, it's a different energy that comes out yeah. of it. Yeah, I actually, I've found a lot of authors play music or they're in IT computers. I don't know why that is. It just <laughs> seems like quite a few of them are that way. So that's good. What instrument? It's mostly guitar, and I also work with loops. So okay. I use loops that are pre pre-produced, and I mold them into whatever I need. But I would rather prefer being an IT person. Some of the days I've had recently, I don't know if you want to say that. 
What got you into writing? Why did you want to start writing? Yeah, that's a good one. That pretty much nails down to one week in my life. It was like in middle school at one point where I really loved to play, like with Playmobil, Lego, all these things. And I was probably the boy played a little longer than the average, those things. And I've eventually come to, came to school and, what did you do yesterday? And I'm like, yeah, you know, Playmobil. Like that. And your friends are looking a little cringy. And I was like, yeah, this the time is over. And that is the rites of passage and all these things. And for a week I was in limbo, but I did read a lot at the time already. And for me, that was literally the next week. I was like, maybe I give it a shot with a little short story. And I wrote my first, my first book, what was basically a school book full of the story. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand that. I feel writing gives me a chance to still be a kid and play. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the reason to have kids and grandkids so you can pour out the Lego and nobody looks at you weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I figured that out. I was like, oh, there's actually a positive to it. So. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Tell us about your book. Now you have multiple books, some in German, some in English. So tell us about the one we're going to talk about today and touch on the other ones a little bit. Give people an idea of the stuff you write. Yeah. So I'm always like, so I told you in Germany, I'm also traditionally published in Canada too. I wrote a novel in, in English together with a colleague from Zimbabwe, which is Not, published wow. here in Ontario. It's uh, my totem came calling in English. And that was my first collaboration in English with a, another author. The next novel I'm about to finish is a Suicide Hotel. It's a futuristic dystopian novel, as you might think from the title. I got a grant, a literary arts grant from the province here over the last year to write the book, like part-time. So I'm a part-time janitor, part-time novelist in English. Nice. In Germany, I was a full-time author for 10 years. I have multiple books published. There were also award not like Best German Debut was the uh, was a nomination. They won other awards and the books are read in schools, as I said, between Italy and, and Denmark. And I also toured all these countries back then. I left that behind six years ago, seven years. Time flies, especially lately. <laughs> With my move to Canada, my wife is Canadian, and that's why we settled back here. Oh, it, nice. Other languages. I think that's amazing. I can barely speak English and had a rough time with Spanish in high school. Yeah. So going German and writing books in German and now English and writing books in English. Have you, and you told me this earlier, but to tell everybody, do you try and write in both languages or do you translate or what do you do? Yeah, it was with my first move to Canada already. When I met my wife, we lived in, in Calgary and then Victoria on the West Coast and I knew I, I had, I found out that parallel doesn't work for me. I know it does work for other writers. I guess my gray sponge just have that much capacity. So I had to do the switch with the move literally like two, three years later. I said, I'm not trying to cling on something. I can't keep up the language skill on the level I was writing. I always say when people ask me, imagine you're top surfer and you break a leg and you can't surf for a year that if you go back on the board you're just not as good or like when you're not practicing what you're doing so uh, for me it was really then conscious decision to say no i'm did the switch in english to english and i leave the german behind wow i just can't imagine that 
Have you thought of having your books, the German books, translated to English? Not necessarily by you, but you know somebody. Yeah, exactly. So, if anybody's out there that thinks about getting the books translated, don't do it yourself. You want to translate in your mother tongue. That's always a tip that people give me. So I didn't translate my own books. They're all translated by first language English speakers, okay. and there are quite a few out there. I think you mentioned that before. What kind of books I write? It's like I'm the nightmare for a publishing house. <laughs> because I do multiple genres. I do young adult fiction, I do horror, I do literary, contemporary literature, those things. So there are different ones out there from young adult fiction to, for example, Growler is like an environmental horror novel that takes place in Canada and it's also as an audiobook. Uh, Charles Kahlenberg, an American actor, spoke it professionally in like, amazing oh, nice. job. Nice. And that's the book we're going to talk a little bit more about. So tell us a little brief synopsis of what the book's about. Yeah, it's, the protagonist is John. He's a construction worker, a laid-off construction worker from Vancouver and tries to make a living for his little family. And he gets, lands a job at a old digger camp in the Yukon. So he goes there. And um, that camp is going to be attacked by a growler bear because growler is half grizzly half polar bear and lately over the last 10 20 years these mixtures meet more often and mixed to, to be a growler and i was thinking when i heard about a liger did you ever hear about ligers yes, yes. yeah liger. i've seen one so, yeah well there you go and i heard they're bigger than the original animal right yeah and then as an author storyteller it comes out what if that would happen to a bear <laughs> I made up this slightly bigger bear, the Grona bear that then prowls this camp. And But it's uh, also like a, a, a very personal story for John and his little family. Nice. Okay. So you have uh, several books out. Is this book already out or is it coming out? No, it is out. Yeah, it is out as ebook and as a book and also an audible. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. And what type of feedback is, are you getting? I must say, I'm really fortunate with that one. As in German, where it was nominated for an independent book award in nice. horror, in, in English as well. So the translation must work well. <laughs> I just yeah. trust my <laughs> translators. That people do, in German and in English, refer to Stephen King. If you're in a certain way, if you write horror with a very personal protagonist, really there, and then people think about Cujo or other. Uh, than you right. in that realm. What I'm honored. And, uh, as a teenager or in middle school, I read all the Stephen King novels that were out there. So Nice. nice. So you mentioned Stephen King. Would you say your books are like his? Or is there an author or a set of books that you say are, would say are similar to give people an idea? That's an interesting question. So what puzzles me actually is that there are people out there that read all my books. <laughs> Why? Because That's good. Yeah, because the narration voice differs greatly. So if I write from the point of view of a 15-year-old uh, with migrant background, maybe, in Germany, the narration voice differs largely from Grolar or from, from other, from a broker, for example. What they all have in common, according to my audience, in, in Germany at least, I heard that a couple of times, is 
that I just tell what needs to be told and nobody feels like they're drifting off. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't want to do that either. So Nice. Okay. All right. And I know that's a, a big thing. You mentioned Stephen King. He's often accused of going for long times and like, oh, we could just take these 30 chapters out and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I'm not saying necessarily personally myself, because yeah, you and me, and let's say maybe authors and literary really interested people notice that, while the general audience flies through a book of Stephen King and might fly through a book of mine and says, "Oh, both horror," so I compare right. it. It could right. be, but I know I would not compare my writing style to. Stephen King. Got it. Okay. <laughs> now, is Grohler a? Standalone, or is it part of a series? <laughs> yes, and no, it's a standalone. But what I love to do, if it works, is that I reuse characters, protagonists, side characters from other novels in a different setting, different age, when it works. So there, there is one or two characters pop up there as side characters that have been side characters in another novel. Got yeah. it. Okay, that's nice. So it's almost like a shared universe through yes, the yeah yeah the no I have yeah I have a uni I have my own universe <laughs> the Thorsten universe <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice nice okay so a uh, Grohler if you had a choice would you like to make it into a movie or do you think it would make a good TV show that's a, oh that's a nice question I think I never had that one I like that because I, I love also the movies and I love. TV and I love filmmaking and all these things. Oh, I think would it be? I usually I say okay. Usually I say a novel is if it's an average length, it's a it's a movie. It's a it's right away. It's a series versus a short story is always a movie. It can't be a series. That's like where I'm coming from with Grohler. It I think it could be a movie. Or a limited series, like a okay. six six shows or something. Yeah, the whole limited series thing is definitely way popular and much better than it was 20, 30 years ago. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you mentioned Stephen King. You want to talk about somebody who's had some bad adaptations in the movies. <laughs> yeah. Some That's without his own fault, right? <laughs> Right. Well, he even says, hey, they pay me for the story. They can do what they want with it. But the ones he does get involved in are usually the ones that are much better as yeah. movies or TV shows or whatever. So yeah. there's a couple oh, yeah. good ones. Yeah. But I don't know how he spends his time. There must be two or three Stephen Kings out there that write yeah. and, and manage and all. And as a family. Jeez. Yeah. His kids write. Yeah. And I, I actually have read Joe Hill quite a bit and I like his stuff. A lot. Okay, I have no. Okay, there, there was one. I forget the book. I was reading it, and I said, "Yep, he's a Stephen King's son," because that ending did not go well. <laughs> but oh, that's yeah. a personal opinion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> your book roller and your others. Where can people find them? Do you have a website? I do have a website under my name. So okay. If I, if I so yeah, I probably have to spell it like. I'll put a link in the show yeah. notes for everybody. Yeah. So you can find there a couple of and more information about me and in general, like whatever there is. But otherwise, you can totally get it in, on the big online store that we all know where you can order it or on Audible, right? It's the same family. Yeah, because you have it as an audio book, you said. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That's rare for 
an independent author. Yeah, um, no, I was really fortunate. I have three, and I just think it's uh, Chuck Will, and also I have three books on Audible by American. Two are actors, and one was a Chicago radio host, Chuck Will. And, oh, and nice. they all three did an amazing job. They put their own character into the story, right? It's a voice. It's a different voice. And it was a great process. I also, I'm, one of my novels was turned into a public radio play in the public radio in Germany. That's cool. So, yeah. So I, and I wrote the script. So I'm very in multimedia author as well. I always say, I always said like in Germany, when they had the interviews, I said, I'm a German author, but a Canadian storyteller. Because what I learned about storytelling actually was in the English world. And that was at that point, Canada. And now I basically do the full circle. That's pretty cool. Our stories are reflections of our life and experiences. So that gives you that unique perspective, which it sounds like lots of people like. Yeah. Like I say, the one book is in fifth edition in Germany out and it is read. And that one is a young adult fiction, for example. And what the teachers say, I can read this book with the kids because the kids read your book. And that is one of the greatest awards you can have as, a, as yeah. an author. Totally agree. That's something I'm trying to work on. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. What's the next book that you're working on that'll be coming out? Yeah, so it's close to completion. I just yesterday, literally, I had to write the final report for the grant, the funding that I got from the Alberta Foundation for the Arts. So I had to, it was a trying year for all of us, right? Like I got laid off as a janitor for four months, but in, in Canada I had a, had a financial support called SERP. So didn't hit like financial stress and thankfully with the funding that was buffered, but the kids were more home. So I had to find another place to write. Like <laughs> this. Yeah. But in time, in 12 months, I managed to write that novel and I'm to the point that, uh, I just uh, have my test readers read it because it takes place in the future in 2112. That's pretty far from now. And I came up with a lot of <laughs> details that that I hope I didn't confuse at any time. But I, I need some fresh eyes to read that. So as soon I get the feedback, what I hope by the end of May, in June, I want to really complete it. And then I will look here for for agents or a publishing house. So I don't have an agent. I had agents in Germany, but that is different for me right now. I'm pretty much start from scratch. <laughs> ah, okay. Working with Mickey seems to be a good thing for lots of people. So yeah, no, I'm really fortunate that we ran into each other. And no, I'm really happy. I, I do every year. I do a review generally how I do as a self-employed or partially self-employed or as an author or my other projects. And I definitely check Mark Mickey as, as yeah, that's a good decision. And I keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Okay. Great creative action. <laughs> so let me ask this. You've mentioned Stephen King. Do you have any other favorite books and authors? It's funny. I do have a, a author, a favorite author that I like to mention because I think in certain circles he's known, but not for the broad audience. Is Charles D'Ambrosio? He's he's from Washington, as okay. I know, and he so far just wrote short stories. But I tell you, if you're into language and storytelling and psychology and personal, it's really has a 
very advanced and unique way to tell stories for me personally. I learn, I grow. I think I can read it three times. I still grow the stories. There are very few out there. I think he writes two short stories a year, maybe, wow. and, and a couple of essays, and the essays are great as well. So I think he's teaching at a university. I don't know. That's the last thing. Okay. I'll I really, have to look him up. Yeah, no. If you're into writing, def, I, I, you can't say that, uh, that if you can write that way, congratulations. You, you did it. <laughs> I always want to grow. Of course, I now have a lot of headroom above me. My second language. Right. Okay. And uh, up there in Alberta, where you live, do you have a bookstore that you like to go to, maybe take the kids to? Yeah. It's funny. I just had the other day with a colleague in Germany where I was complaining, is it my age or something? I don't read as much anymore. And then he said, you're currently writing a novel five hours a day. That's Other people don't read that. So what I did over the last year was a lot of research. It was, uh, I call it humbly quadruple doctor thesis or something. <laughs> because I had to spread myself in so many ways of sociology and psychology and then all these other things and dive into those technologies. So I think like we're talking, if June is over and I lean back, I will hit the bookstore again. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Otherwise poetry I'm reading. Ah, okay. Nice. All right. So before we move on to author talk, tell everybody the elevator. If you ran into somebody and they said, well, why should I get Grohler and read it? What would you tell them? Grola is just a, a fast read. That's what everybody says that keeps you on the edge. And people really like also the point of view of the Grola bear that I have in there. So we look through the eyes of the bear as well at times. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Listen, that sounds great. I appreciate you sharing the book with us today on the podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening to Discovered Wordsmiths. Come back next week and listen to another author discuss the road they've traveled and maybe sometime in the near future, it might be you.